Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show, coming at you not quite live from the K Compound down in Boca Raton, Florida. How is everybody doing? Switching up formats a little bit today. I'll explain in a second. But first, where's everybody's head at? You know, I forget because I talk about this on the Patreon every single day about, you know, up to the minute, you know, taking the temperature of society, whether it's state to state, see where everybody's, where, where, where everybody's at, you know, where we coming, are we going? So I don't really get to do it as much on this show. So, uh, yeah, I mean, down here in Florida, definitely things are starting to open up. I hope you guys had as much of a pop uh a positive memorial day as possible what we had down here was a rain situation that was unlike any other i mean usually we all know the deal florida rains a little bit and then it goes away maybe even comes back but then it goes away we're talking like we're running on like day three here of just garbage weather i feel like it's march in pittsburgh right now no offense to people in pittsburgh because you guys know what i'm talking about so let's talk about where we're at as a society we're seeing some cruise lines set to come back we know about carnival we talked about them as far as gonna they're gonna try to return to service on august 1st royal caribbean you know i think everybody assumed that they were gonna try to match carnival it seemed like they walked that back a little bit now they may not necessarily be ready for august 1st but they're doing everything they can to try to get back as quickly as possible and hold on on the outside coming around the back stretch out of nowhere the bahama paradise cruise line talking about going back to service on uh july 24th i mean i think they're gonna actually try to pull that off it's probably a little bit easier for them in terms of just kind of like they're almost like listen it's a cruise but it's a borderline ferry system. Uh, they just got to go back and forth. I love the ships, you know, for what it is. And if you're an actual real sea cruise junkie, the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line serves a very, very good ser- uh, purpose. And I would recommend checking them out. They're great. But it looks like they're going to be back and forth. Uh, some people are just like saying, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to go back to cruising, but, but I'm not that ready. Uh, we'll see. Uh, always be booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge. It's a group we have on Facebook that I would love for you to check out. Uh, by the way, my name is Tommy Casabona. I am your host. Uh, you know, we talk about the whole acquired taste thing. If you're brand new to the show, give it a couple of episodes. See if it doesn't take. If not, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing it. You know what I mean? You got a lot of podcasters out there, a lot of YouTube content that you could check out. I think, uh, you know, if you do like me, you could also consume all of that. But if you don't, I'm just saying you got plenty of options. So 
yeah, so it, it is like very polarizing. It does frustrate me, and I say this on the Patreon a lot. By the way, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. We do this every day. I do have Patreon content that comes out every single day. It's a podcast. It costs five bucks. And if you like the show, if you want to support the show, if you want to elevate your level of conehood into super conehood, you do that by going to patreon.com slash always be booked and you get a show a day, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Sometimes I miss a day. We don't really talk about that too much, but it happens either way. So yeah, man, just talking about the polarization of this country as we continue to polarize back and forth between red, uh, you know, red states and blue states and Republicans and Democrats and liberals and conservatives. And, you know, it's like as if we needed another thing to polarize ourselves. You know what I mean? And clearly this whole, you know, wear a mask, stay at home. Uh, let's be careful. Let's flatten the curve. Uh, that's you know that's one side, and then the other side is this vac. This this is a hoax. This is uh, you're a sheep if you're following the instructions of uh, the government officials. Don't listen to experts. Get out there and live your life. You know everybody's banging their drum, and I don't get why where we lost it. Where you can't you can't just have your damn opinion because it's not going to be like I am not going to hate you. If you tell me, if you come up to me and tell me, hey, listen, Tommy, I really think this disease is dangerous, and I really don't think we should be screwing around with it, and you know what? I know it's going to have some economic impact, and I know we're all sad and lonely right now, but I really, really think we all need to stay home till this is behind us. I don't agree with you 100%, but I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm not going to call you out and shame you for your opinion the other way around, too. If you say, this is bullshit. We got to get out there. We got to get back to work. You know what? Nobody's really dying. This isn't even really a disease. It doesn't even really matter. It doesn't exist. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 a tr- it's, it's the government trying to control you. It's because people hate Trump. It's, it's all this other stuff. People who say that. Okay, I'm not mad at you either. But can I think what I think? And like I said, very much, I've up to now... Just giving you my opinion, I've up to now said, I've been a good boy. I've been a good citizen. I've been listening to the scientists. I don't know if they're on the level or not. I don't know if their advice, their information is, uh, you know, is something that they're kind of saying because they really believe it or there's an ulterior motive or an agenda behind it. I don't know any of it. But without having all the information, I have to this point preferred to listen to the scientists, listen to the medical community. That's, that's the choice I made. Okay, and I don't blame you for feeling that same way. I don't blame you for listening and being careful. Okay, the other side of it is, I also don't blame the people who can't do this anymore. I don't blame the people who are getting together at boat parties. I don't get. I don't blame the people who are going to beaches. I don't blame the people who have decided. Okay, we gave you this. You know, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay, uh, we have freedom. It's called freedom. We do have freedom. Now, that doesn't mean it's not appropriate to listen to science, cooperate, and you know what? Give up some of that freedom for a little while in exchange to save lives. And that's that's not, I don't believe that's something you mandate. I think that's something you ask for cooperation for. I think it's appropriate, and I think you should do it, but you got to ask for cooperation, and I think we did a good job as a country for the most part. You know, some people slipped up a little bit, but for the most part, I feel like we did a good job. 
and we held it together. We stayed home uh, pretty much. We washed our hands. We didn't do, you know, we social distanced, socially distanced. We did all the stuff he asked us to do. We're going into the third month here. You ain't going to catch me getting mad at the people who are saying, you know what? If you feel like you're at risk, if you feel like you have underlying conditions that could make this experience a hell of a lot worse for you, God forbid, should you get it? You got to stay at home, but I got to go back out there. I got to go back to work. I got to get out. I need a handshake and a hug from my friends. I want to drink, dare I say, in public with other people in the same room of vicinity. I'm not mad at those people either. And I am slowly starting to, I guess, become one of them. I just think that, you know what, and I, and no, everybody's at risk. There is risk to anything. I think one of the biggest mistakes you will ever make in life, and I don't care who you're talking about, your government, your family, your uh, NASA, anybody. I don't think anything, I don't think to think you are ultimately safe anywhere. To think that your safety is anyone else, ultimately, at the end of the day, if your safety is ultimately anyone's responsibility besides your own, I think you're ultimately mistaken. Yes, I like when the government steps in and makes up for the fact financially that we are reeling and hooks us up with a couple of dollars here and there. I think it's appropriate. Okay, you told us we can't go to work. Well, you know what? Maybe peel off a couple hundred every once in a while and, uh, you know, stuff it in our pockets. Well, I appreciate that. If, uh, you know, you live in this country and somebody's messing with us and there's a problem and God forbid there's, there's, there's a conflict that has to happen. Yes, I want us to be protected. If you're walking around on the street and, you know, you're in a city that's may or may not be dangerous and there are some uh, shady, unsavory characters heading your way. I believe that it's appropriate to hope and expect the police to do their job, step in and protect you and serve you. I believe in all that. But ultimately... We're all human. And ultimately, your safety is your own responsibility. The buck eventually stops at you. So I think we got to be careful. We got to go out there. We got to know we're assuming some risk. You know, life is a game of risk reward. You go out there and you do what you can. And you know what? Sometimes really, really bad things happen despite how cautious you cautious you are. What precautions you take. And I think we're getting to that point where we cannot anymore just shut this whole freaking thing down. We're getting close to the point where we don't come back from it. It's my opinion. All right. Let me stop there. Got off a little bit. I got an Instagram too. <laughs> Always be booked. Uh, either way, today's show, normally we do a little bit of a, you know, uh, what do you want to say? Just topics, cruise topics will go off. Some of them will be cruise topics. Some of them won't be cruise topics. And then we'll break into the emails. Uh, there'll be a little bit of news mixed in. There'll be a little, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, a, a topic of the week. We'll go all over the map in, in some cases. In this case, what we're going to do is switch it up. This is the little intro here. And then I am going to play an interview with a gentleman named Austin Maxwell. Now, the show was going to be a regular show. I was going to do some news, then I was going to play the interview, and then I was going to get into your emails. Not unlike how we normally do it. But 
We had a really great chat with Austin, and you might be wondering, who is Austin Maxwell? Well, Austin is a listener for about a year now, but he's not just a listener. He has a little bit of notoriety. First of all, he is a avid cruise addict, and he's got a nice crew of friends that he runs around and cruises with, his girlfriend, his friends, everybody. But not only that, so they have a lot of experience with cruising. He ended up falling into a situation where he was his own the social chair of his fraternity and he started booking group cruises they started at 18 go up to 100 200 and then he's up to 528 person partial charters of cruise ships so we talk a lot about just uh you know it really was a cool conversation we just started kind of like having a cool back and forth about you know, what cruise line is best for what, what islands are best. You know, he listens to the show so he knows what I'm skeptical of. Skeptical? I said it right, right? Of course. He he's um, he tried to turn me around on some things. I tried to turn him around on a few things. It was a real cool back and forth, cruising all the way from a perspective of a young dude who uh, likes to cruise and plans some big, big cruises. So he's got a lot to say about that. Now, just as importantly, he's got some notoriety. This gentleman and his friends are inventors. They invented something called the Kanga cooler, just like kangaroo. And it's a cooler. It's an alternative to the big and bulky, expensive coolers that you see. Uh, it, it's uh, He'll explain it way better than I will, as you'll hear. But it's crazy because they found themselves on an episode of Shark Tank. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Shark Tank. I think most of you are. The show is absolutely huge. If you're not, go check it out and you'll get an understanding of it. But, you know, Mark Cuban, Mr. Wonderful, um, all sorts of, uh, you know, all sorts of basically billionaires and multimillionaires sit on a panel and they receive pitches from would-be inventors and entrepreneurs and Austin and his friends made it onto the Shark Tank. They got it. They signed the deal with the biggest shark of them all, Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban has their back. So he walks us through that whole process and how he got on Shark Tank and what uh, Kanga Coolers is all about and their warehouse and everything like that. Very interesting guy. Very, very positive dude. I got a lot from this conversation just from the cruise chat, but then also from the business end of it too at the end and his journey and how it all happened. So we went a lot longer than I had expected us to go. So for that reason, I'm out. That's a Shark Tank joke, guys. It just kind of came to me. I just kind of, it just kind of, I just went with it. So for that reason is why we're basically going intro into the interview. And we'll do that. Now, if you want cruise news, you can still get it. All you have to do is do is go to YouTube. Always be booked on YouTube. And you'll see I've been putting out these uh, little 15 minutes, uh, anywhere from 8 to 15 minute cruise news, little quick little hits. And they got little accompanying pictures with them. It would really, really help me out if you went on YouTube, checked that out, shared it, and uh, maybe gave it a like, gave it a subscribe. And uh, see, I, I'm fairly committed to doing a cruise news a little kind of youtube video every single week i gotta figure out what the space is on youtube you know again we've been doing this for three years but it is a three-year experiment so i think i feel like i'm gonna get in a pretty good rhythm doing this podcast 
the Patreon and those YouTube videos. So please check them out. That's where you can find this week's cruise news. Other than that, I'm going to play the interview now and we'll just do a show in another couple of days that'll have a little bit more updated versions of the cruise news and we'll do we'll get back to your email, regular format. Thank you guys for listening and without further ado, here is my interview with Austin Maxwell. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Always be both cruise podcast. And as promised, we have a very special guest on the line, Austin Maxwell. Austin, what's going on, man? Tommy, great to be here, brother. I'm excited, man. Yeah, man, you've been popping in and out and around for a while. And uh, we, we've kind of uh, seen you kind of doing your thing. And I guess this is, uh, you might say it's a long time coming, right? It's it's far too long. It's, it's a year overdue, but be- better late than never, I always say. Absolutely. Well, what I was saying, I guess, before uh, in the intro was that, you know, during these times, you know, we love to stay as close to the cruising topic as possible, and we surely will, but we're going to talk about other things, and we're going to go off in little tangents, and we'll, you know, do, like I said, we're we're all just kind of buying our time and, until we can get back to sea, and uh, we'll cover some cruising in this interview. We'll cover some non-cruising stuff, and the first thing, you know, I wanted to kind of bring up to you was uh, you seem to be a little bit of a fan of country music, and you wanted to kind of state your claim and your case for Kenny Chesney being the best that ever did it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's there's too much detail that need to go into it. But when you're talking about finding that that PCB and, and that cruise bliss, I, I just don't think there's a better way to do it than having a, a an old album of Kenny playing in the background, a cold cocktail or beer, and you're hopefully on an aft pool somewhere. You know, I don't I can't disagree with a word of that. You, now, you're from North Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. South Carolina, okay. So here's the only thing that I got in in my kind of comeuppance as a New Yorker trying to get into country music and having some people around me that kind of nudged me along the way and some, you know, Southern people, some North Carolina, some Missouri people that are trying to tell. They they really have an issue with Kenny. That's the only thing. I mean, I personally, 100%, his music is talking about going to concerts, talking about going to sporting events, going on vacation, going to the beach. But they have, there's like a faction of people out there that really hate kenny because they yeah. considered him one of his own their own and they really thought he was that you know east tennessee kind of mentality but then he kind of went salt water on them and they kind of feel a little betrayed no it's spot on there, there's definitely two very polar opinions when, when it comes to kenny and there's the the old kenny fans and the new kenny fans and there's the the florida georgia line crew and the and the zach brown band crew but i mean hey i, I just like good music that makes me you know puts me in a good mentality especially if there's there's cocktails involved and and you're on a cruise and i just think he does it better than than anyone out there right now i don't think that's arguable i don't think but you just you 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 brought up a very polarizing name what's your stance on florida georgia line well i like florida georgia line too because i like the the high energy the the fun the good feeling music that that's my style you know, I'm not I'm not a deep country guy. I'll, I'll listen to it. I love it. But I'm not, you know, I've got buddies who were, who were born and raised and, and have never left their zip code before. So those are the people that will disagree with me. But, you know, I just like any music that's going to put you in, in a good mentality. The the revolutions of the world, the irations, the, the Zach Brown bands, you just you just can't beat that if, if you're outside with good weather. A hundred percent right. You can't. You can't. I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what the um 
I guess the 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 pushback, the hardcore yep. aggressive pushback on Florida Georgia line is, but it's the same thing, man. I was not, man. I was on. You didn't get a chance to go on any of those either of those cruises, did you? Not those. I did get off the Carolina Country Music Fest cruise out of Charleston last uh, November, which had you know Cole Swindell, Lee Bryce, more of the like medium tier guys like that. Um, but I mean, you know, when, when the guys weren't singing live country, it was always the, the floor George lines and the Kenny's playing in the background, man, that cruise is run by, and I recently found this out by the actual first guy ever to give me a job in the nightclub bar industry. That's unreal. Yeah. He, he was a long Island guy, ended up opening in his first, I guess, bar in, um, in, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then that was like their city. Where they kind of built out. They had uh, Have a Nice Day Cafe you know, bar. You know Bob? You yeah, know you Bob know pretty well. You know Bob? Yeah, I know Bob pretty well. Yep. Get out of here. That's hilarious, man. Small, that is hysterical. World. We used yeah, to- we, well, I help him out sometimes with you know marketing related things for for the Myrtle Beach Carolina Country Music Fest, and I've been a vendor before, and you know I've helped on the digital side, and my roommate Braxton, he's very involved with the the planning that goes on there as well, and you know we were able to to jump on that five day sale, my first ever carnival cruise actually last November. And, and man, it, it was, it was a different, it was different energy. You know, when, when you put the entire boat full of just country music fans like that, and you get the artists, you bump into them on the elevator and you're sitting across from them at the bars. And it was just, it, it was, it was an experience for sure. I'm sure I'm kind of blown away that you actually even pulled that name out, Bob. Bob Durkin. He, he. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we used to be, live in fear of him in West Palm Beach. We used to call him like B, B. Diddy because if he yep. was coming to town, you know why we had to have our act together. So he he knows how to have a good time too. Oh yeah, so. he doesn't play around. We've multiple cities. He actually introduced me, and this is dating myself, but in uh, the, the the late '90s, introduced me to the Jaeger bomb. And, oh my uh, god! Yeah, we've had That's- some. That's a cruise classic for for my friends and I because we don't typically we don't typically buy it when we're on land, but when we're on sea, for whatever reason, we get that that little urge to to start ripping those. Austin, that's a real thing, right? I'm always wondering because there are, for some reason, and I can't explain it, there are some cocktails and some whatever food items that are just better when you're at yep. sea, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. There is not a cruise that I haven't come back from that I've gone back to my bar and tried to, you know, send people out for pina colada mix, frozen drink machines. Normally we don't offer them or we don't have them. Uh, and so, you know what? We're just back from the cruise. We're going to try to keep this going. It's really just not the same. <laughs> it's it's not it's not the same. And just the, like, the level of variety that you get when you have a drink package and, and your, your ability to, you know, taste new things and experience things that you wouldn't otherwise likely spend money to purchase when you're on land is just, that that's one of the coolest parts of cruising for for me. No, totally. I'm with you on that. So you are no stranger to cruising. You have uh, just been on regular recreational cruises with you, your family, your boys, or whatever. But then also you've organized some cruises, haven't you? Yeah, man. It's it's. I, I caught the cruise bug. I guess you know my family. We're we're a typical middle class family, and and we do the one family vacation per year. And you know we you know we used to go to Puerto Vallarta every year growing up as kids, and then. I think my dad just wanted a, a change of scenery and he decided to put us on a on a Norwegian cruise back in like 2004. I mean, I was like eight or nine years old at the time. And uh, for some reason, like just the response that the group of kids had and, and the nephews and the nieces and, and the siblings was we just really enjoyed you know, the, the, the level of 
uh, family time that we got to get and different places we got to go to. And, and then once I was, you know, growing up and getting into high school and, and, and college and, you know, started making a little money on, on side hustles. I was like, I, I wanted to go and, and pursue those, those cruises myself. So I caught the cruise bug real bad when I was, uh, you know, a freshman in college and, uh, on spring break or on winter break, whenever I could, I'd find a, a good deal and hop on with, with buddies or family or, or whatnot. And so the, the way that I got into the, the group cruise planning and organizing was, uh, I was social chair of my fraternity. It was my job as a sophomore to, you know, take, take the fraternity and take our, our group of guys and girls to someplace fun. And, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of experience organizing large scale events like that. I mean, we have fraternity parties, that's a hundred, 200 people. But when you're talking, um, going out of the country or doing something unorthodox like that, it takes a lot of planning. And, you know, I, I kind of latched on to one of those Cancun trip organizing groups. It, it was called student city at the time. I don't know if they're even still around anymore, but basically I took 150 people to, uh, the grand Oasis resort in Cancun and, we kind of got scammed. We, we were told we were going to get one thing for the price that we were paying. And what we received was very underwhelming. Uh, you know, they tell you they're going to have all this stuff in the room. There's going to be this quality of food. There's going to be this access to certain events. And it felt like every place and every day that went by, we were just getting nickel and dimed for more. And I mean, we were there for five or six days. And, and as a 19, 20 year old in college, you know, to almost $2,000 out of pocket just blew our minds. And so I kind of felt like I'd let, you know, my group down. I, I didn't really take it into my own hands. I, I latched onto this, you know, travel agent or the student city group that was supposed to help, you know, me really exceed these kids' expectations. And, you know, I was disappointed in myself. So junior year comes around, we get a full, a full year that goes by. And, you know, it's my turn to really start thinking about organizing another another group trip. And, you know, we've got our, our core group of 40 to 60 guys and, you know, the 40 to 60 girls that we, we really hang out with. And I knew from my experience cruising with my family that there's just a tremendous amount of value in getting on one of these cruise ships from the food, from the quality of, of alcohol that's available to you versus whatever was coming out of a hose in Cancun. And, uh, so I, contacted Norwegian and I, I found a sailing on the Norwegian Epic for a seven day cruise out of Miami. And I started a Facebook group. I got my 40, you know, my 40 friends, uh, guy friends on board and, and the 40 or 60 girlfriends that we hang out with on board. And we had a, a core group of a hundred that was paying probably seven, $750 all in per person for an interior cabin using the group perks that Norwegian was giving us, which was the alcohol package was included the prepaid service charges were waived and the Facebook group in a matter of a month just caught wildfire and people were adding their other friends. There were other schools getting involved. And uh, when it was all said and done in 2017, we had 528 people step on board the, the Norwegian Epic from, you know, this little Clemson Facebook group. And man, we, we never looked back. And, and it's so that kind of started my, my passion for organizing group cruising and, you know, when someone gets back from a trip like that and they say, hey, hey, Austin, for for eight hundred dollars, I've never had more fun in my entire life. You know, thank you so much for putting that together. All of my friends had a blast. We couldn't believe the value we got for the money. And, 
I mean, the rest was history. I've organized every year since then. And we've even done two weeks back to back in March so we could get other other schools involved. And it's just been a it's been a really fun journey having a relationship with with the cruise line like this and understanding the ins and outs and just bringing happiness to people that they didn't know existed, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, I don't get it. Like some some people are talking about Florida Georgia line. Like cruising is sometimes like the Florida Georgia line of vacation choices. Right. And right. I don't know what people their issue is with it, but there's not. A, it's just not the truth. I mean, I could tell you're a fun guy. You're a social guy. There is no possible way to a person name me some guy, some girl who's not an asshole. You put them on a cruise with us. They're gonna have yeah. a good time. I mean, is that not true? It's it's a hundred percent accurate, and I think people just get in their head that it's just like this this floating shopping mall, and you're standing on top of each other at all times. But the amount of non-believers that I converted to believers that year, and I'd say about eighty percent of our group had never even been on a cruise before, and and that's where it really is is exciting to convert people's mindsets on cruising is just th- the best way that you can see the Caribbean and the world, and and the best value for your dollar. And as a college kid. That's that's what you need. You need value for the dollar. Hundred percent. So, you've gone up to five hundred and twenty-eight people. What have you, you know? And being honest, my my buddy Joe lives in West Palm, and he's, you know, we're old guys, but he's been in the nightclub business forever, and yes. uh, it's kind of like just frustrating walking around that strip with him because you just can't walk five feet without getting stopped. It's Joe. Yep. Hey, Joe. So we had it in our heads that you know what me being on the travel agent side of it and having some you know a good good amount of west palm roots but him just kind of being the 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 after 10 p.m he becomes the mayor of west palm we were like let's do an in the biz cruise and we were going to start organizing that and we had we had been we had been looking into cruises but then this whole you know covid19 mess hit so we got hit right in the mouth with that but what what would you? You have any advice for me? Actually, while I got you on the phone, selfishly, um, what are some of the uh, any uh, helpful hints in organizing groups that big? Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing that I learned over the last three years of of doing this is the more transparency that you can provide, the better that you can manage the, these kids and, and these people's expectations. The better off you're going to be in the long run. So, like for example, our first year the way that Norwegian had their, their perks program set up was uh, everyone who booked, you know, under the, the Clemson university spring break group name uh, would, would be entitled to choose two perks. I knew that it was going to be a lot easier if I just uh, manually chose those perks for people. And if people wanted to go in and change them later, they could, but instead of confusing them on the phone or on the computer, just making everyone get the, uh, the beverage package, which included the service charges, uh, waived. So, you know, on a seven day cruise, that's $128 or so. When you say and service then, charges, basically the gratuity for the, um, for the, for the drink package. And you got that waived, huh? And what, we what got you- that waived in 2017 as one of our perks. And then, and then get this, the second perk was the prepaid gratuities for, uh, you know, the maids and, and for the, the, uh, kitchen staff and, the uh, 14 or $15 a day. That was prepaid and, and waived also. Now think and about think that. about that for a second. Like yeah. think about that. Like right there, they talk about it. that's a service charge, that's a tip, that's a gratuity, whatever it is. That's what they that's, that's what they bill it as. They say, you know, you've paid your service charge. That's the percentage, whatever it is. Yeah. 
Yep. It just shows you right there that they don't get that, they don't get that full number. That is not right. going directly in as a tip. That's a service right. charge, and then basically it's filtered back out. Whatever percentage of what you paid is kind of given back to the servers, bartenders, whoever have you, and that's based on I guess their performance. So when they tell you that that's a whole thing, if they're able to be able to waive it for five hundred people, you know that that's not. You know, going directly as a tip. You know what? Our our service staff—they're <laughs> going to be—they're right. very kind, and they're going to—you know what? Since they're so happy to have you guys on board, they're going to—they're going to—they're going to forego their tip for everyone. So that just, these crazy college kids can come on and be even, you know, more, more exactly. Crazy. So yeah, no, that that blew my mind that year, and and I don't know if it was something they were testing or what, because uh, you know, it gave so much value to our students because the price that I I told them was the price that they were going to pay all in. They weren't going to be hit with service charges on the front end or the back end or be confused about a line item that didn't make sense. And I think that's why the group grew to the, the way that it did is I told people, uh, you're paying your base rate, you're paying your taxes, and, and that's going to be it because of the perks that were, were given for you guys. And then on the second year, 2018, Norwegian switched it up. So they did not waive the service chart or the gratuities on the beverage package. And they did not even have a prepaid gratuities as an option for the perks. So I went and defaulted to uh, the beverage package, but you still had to pay for the gratuities, mm -hmm. which is wild because that's what they were offering, you know, the everyday person who was booking anyways. And uh, the Wi-Fi, because I knew that if I had added the, the dining package as a manual, that they would still have to pay the gratuities on the dining package for that, uh, you know, 2018 sailing as well. And and some people would change their Wi-Fi to get the dining package or to get the store excursion credits or whatever. But it's just when people aren't super familiar with how these free at sea programs work, whether it's with Royal Caribbean or, or Norwegian or these perks and benefits that they're getting, you know, the most important thing that I just learned is to lay it all out there. So what I had to do in 2018 and 2019 was first put it in writing, second record a video of myself like explaining how these gratuities work, that they're built in for certain reasons, and you know this is what you're paying for. And I, when I would quote people or, or tell them the price, I would add that number to the total the total billing because I didn't want to run into our Cancun situation where every day people were feeling like they were getting hit with more and more. So if the all-in price with taxes, gratuities, beverage, service charges, everything was $955. That's the price that I would advertise in the Facebook group just to have that full level of transparency, if, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. That's what I, I learned that same thing in my nightclub bar business and, you know, booking parties for large mm -hmm. groups of people. Uh, they they want to know what the price is. They don't want to know what the add-ons are. They don't want to know what this is. They don't want the breakdown uh, because the host will explain that to them or you'll explain it in detail make it crystal clear to the host but it yep. becomes the telephone game and then everybody and then you got 40 people in here who really don't know what they're paying what they're getting for that so transparency i think is is great advice i want to circle back on one question though so yeah you had said that obviously the group caught fire on facebook and everybody started going crazy and all you ultimately ended up with 528 people and that to me makes perfect sense why you got some of the i, don't know, I guess uh the, the pricing that you did and the you know the waiving of certain charges that you did but they didn't know you didn't know you were going to end up with 528 people they offered you that deal based on thinking you were going to have around how many people do you remember that or 
Yeah, so the way that, that uh, my understanding is how Norwegian will work with group booking is, and we were booking this 11 months in advance. That was one thing I learned from the 2016 experience with Cancun was the earlier that you book, the earlier that you at least get a deposit down, which I will remind you is fully refundable. So it's no risk at all. You put down $50 or $100 to lock in that rate, the better off you're going to be. But, you know, I would call our, my, my, my direct agent over at Norwegian and say, hey, we've got... 100 people, can you pull in 50 rooms into this group and lock in this price? And so that price was honored for me for 60 days. So once the first 50 or 100 people booked, the 50 rooms booked, the price obviously went up a little bit. But at that time, I said, hey, Bruce, you know, this is catching some some wind. This is getting some fire. How many more rooms can you physically pull into our group to lock in a rate? And he goes, Austin, I'm going to pull in every single room that I can. You know, I've, I've never had a, a rate of booking this quickly on a non semi chartered or full chartered cruise. So he pulled in every interior and every, you know, lower uh, category balcony that could put him in a group. It was locked in for 60 days. And I basically had a, a 60 day shot clock to honor that price for people. And that's when it got cool because the more that people were booking, the more that the advertised website price was going up. But my price that we had locked in was held firm for those 60 days. So kids even felt that they were getting more value because if their buddies tried to go on the site and book, they were like, man, this is $300 more than, you know, what Austin's telling me. So, I mean, it, it, it was pretty cool how it all how it all panned out that way. That is awesome. It's a little window into, you know, you see you see that they will go and check, <laughs> you know, is this guy giving me yeah. a good deal or not? Or am I getting yeah. uh, am I getting hosed? Or, and then they see it and they're like, wow, holy cow, he really is giving yeah. us a good deal. And that's how I feel like we've had success over the last couple of years is you know, I, I try to have, be as genuine as possible. And, and I tell the story about, hey, guys, I'm, I'm a victim of being scammed in Cancun when I was a sophomore. So I want you guys to not get scammed the way that I did. So that's why I do all this. And like I, I, I don't make any money off of it. They, the, the, the benefits are, you know, I get room credit. I'm able to disperse that uh, across from my close friends and get them a reduced price on their trips. Um, you know, maybe upgrade my room to a, to a balcony or, or in, in some cases, even the Haven. And I just love that, that, you know, gratification of someone telling me, Hey man, I can't believe what we just got for 800 bucks time of my life. I'll see you next year, man. And, and I'm going to jump in for a second because it's like, you know, we're going to talk about the, the company you founded in a minute too, and kind of like your history with that. But, you know, sales the 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 yep. term sales salesman you know sometimes that gets a little bit of a uh, but the truth is 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 like when when a good salesperson is um kind of at the helm the transparency is always a key thing and just kind of being able to effectively communicate all the list the good and the bad being up front with everything it sounds like you got that down pretty pretty good buddy oh and and so do you man and that's why you're growing the following that you are is because you know I, I listen to you because I like being informed and you give great information, but like, I just trust a lot of your opinions and I, I think you're hilarious to listen to. And, you know, you just, you come across genuine, you're like, you're, you're not, you're not out here bullshitting us. Like you're giving us real factual and fun content. And, you know, that's why I'm really excited about where you're taking this, this always be booked brand. And, you know, I, I hope it, it, it is a tremendous success for you over the coming years. No, I appreciate you saying that, man. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's let's go through this. So you so you've cruised Norwegian, you've probably cruised most of the big three. I think what what have you done? Have you gone off brand from the big three at all? Have you sa sailed outside the big three? 
I have. And, and it was just because I, I, and like you and like a lot of people in, in the always be booked group we're we're kind of deal hunters and, and we looked for cruising, uh, you know, in a very methodical way, uh, and not setting the hard date or the hard cruise we want to go on and just kind of letting it come to us. But, you know, in May of 2018, you know, I kind of had that month on my radar for, for a good deal. And I saw the MSC Davina sailing out of Miami, which was, uh, maybe a two, two, three year old ship at the time. And, uh, I hadn't heard much about MSC. I know that there's a, it's a big presence in, in Europe and other parts of the country. But I mean, when you see a two ninety nine uh, list price for an interior cabin on a, on a seven day, uh, summer cruise, to some great islands, you're at least going to entertain it. And you know, what I realized once we booked it, it was, it was my buddy and I and, and our two girlfriends. And we found out that they had this super deluxe beverage package that they were offering at the time. And of course, um, you know how it works. Both, both people in the group need to uh, book the alcohol package. So, but we knew that our girls at the time, they, they weren't going to consume this, this level, right? $800 worth of, of, you know, drinks at, at, for that week. So, and I know not everyone loves that we do this, but you know, sometimes when, when you're, when you're a college kid and, and you're uh, I know budget, where you're going, I know where you you're going creative. and you may have done this in the past, but I, I don't have, I don't have any shame in it. I'm a, I'm a very heavy tipper and, and, and I take care of my guys that, that take care of me when, when we're on board. But, my buddy and I booked our room together and the girlfriends in the room next to us. And we got the deluxe alcohol package and it, it included the mini bar in the room, which was Ooh. stocked every single day. They refilled it. And what it also included, which just blew my mind was, was buckets. So we could go up and each of us could order a bucket of six beers at a time <laughs> with that package. And it was just, it blew our mind that, that this was even possible. So, I mean, yeah, we paid the, Two ninety nine list price per person, the hundred twenty eight for the taxes for the seven days, and uh, you know my buddy Matt and I paid probably six or seven hundred dollars for the the beverage package for the week. But man, we felt like we got out of there on a steal. And I think that part of it you would really enjoy about the ship. And something else that whenever you're talking about the carnival aft pools that that you would just love is MSC is doing it right on the back there. It's an adults only section. Similar to how Norwegian has it uh, with the Spice H2O back there, but it's like it's an actual pool in the back. You know, Norwegian's yeah. is kind of just like a, a roving dance floor with a little area to dip your feet in and, and cool off. But this was a full fledged pool back there with a bar, and, and they have a DJ going all day. Oh, wow. It, it, it's right off the back of the ship. And that's kind of where we spent, you know, our 4 p.m. To, to 7, 8 p.m every evening and that's the uh, divina huh that's on the divina man and and i've seen some pictures of the seaside and the sea view and and they have a similar pool back there and man that's just that's kind of i'm with you on on how important it is to have that pool back there and that more ships really should be doing it and carnival has it and i and that's one of the biggest key selling points for carnival for me mm -hmm. but even carnival is you know, they started. Sometimes they're getting away from it. Either they just yeah. what they're doing on a lot of them is either going too, you know, too quiet by making it the Serenity deck, or they're going family friendly and making it, you know, all ages back there versus the eighteen and up, which is a little bit more of the the vibe we're looking for. Um, but you're saying MSC 
puts a premium on making it like an adult. I didn't even know that their ships were kind of like standard with a with a pool back there. And to yep. know to know that they're mostly adults only is is uh, definitely pretty eye opening for me. It's beautiful back there, man. They've got some Bermuda grass or some astroturf or something back there, and some tables. And uh, it's just it's a good vibe. And I mean, I, I chase I chase value, and I was I was definitely a little nervous to step foot on that ship because I was so comfortable with. Royal Caribbean and, and Norwegian at the time, but man, it exceeded our expectations. And you always talk about that. You got to go in to a cruise, do your research, know what to expect. And then hopefully it exceeds those expectations. And, and this sailing certainly did for us. No doubt about it. All right. So I am a person who believes in my heart that there really is no such thing as a bad cruise, a bad ship, a bad yep. port of call. Of course, varying degrees, some are better than others. But I have always said for a name brand island, I have always kind of said that Grand Cayman to me is a little bit, uh, let's just use the word overrated. I know the Stingray City thing, everybody loves that. Uh, but beyond that, I do kind of struggle to find like something I could kind of put my finger on and say, you know what, this is really why you got to get to Grand Cayman. Uh, I, I hear that you feel a little bit differently about that about that particular destination. Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of my my all time favorite islands. And whenever we're listening to you on trivia or one of your your Patreon podcasts, and it's not necessarily your your favorite on the itinerary, and I get the tendering. Listen, no one likes hopping on a tender. Uh, I do understand that they have plans to build uh, a dock there in the coming years, but we, we've we've enjoyed Grand Cayman so much that we've uh, gone back for a three or four day stay on a cheap Southwest flight out of Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I think I think where you might be missing out here is is you are right about Stingray City. It's it's awesome to do it once. I'm not sure which. Uh, if you have done it, which uh, company you, you went through, we always go over to Rum Point, which is about a 35, 40 minute drive from downtown where the cruises, um, you know, are tendering in from and hop on Red Sail Sports. And it's like a $40 catamaran. It includes one free drink. It's a, it's a 20 minute beautiful sail out there. But where we and I always recommend my friends to go to is a place called Royal Palms Beach Club. Have you ever heard of that before? I have not. Okay, so Royal Palms Beach Club is right on Seven Mile Beach. It is about a 10-minute, $5 per person cab ride from the main port. And if you're not certain where to go and you tell the taxis you want to go to, like, this local beach, they're going to pass Royal Palms on their left. I'm not sure if they're feuding with them right now or what the deal is, but they <laughs> take you to a, to a little crab shack and, and a beach bar a little bit further past Royal Palms, but if you specifically request that uh, restaurant or that beach club, they will take you there. It is still the $5 to cab there. It's a $2 per person admission fee, and it's worth every penny of those 200 pennies. You walk in there, there's a huge volleyball court on your left. There's probably three, 400 chairs available. It's right on Seven Mile Beach, which I know you're not the biggest beach guy, but what it offers also is a Vegas style pool wow. with a DJ who's set up every day. There is a swim up pool bar inside of the pool, as well as a bar that's touching the beach. And the energy is just amazing. So when we were at Grand Cayman uh, for spring break in 2019, 
I called them up, you know, the, the week before and I said, Hey, we're, we're going to have about a hundred, 150 <laughs> kids rolling in here. Can, you know, can you guys handle it? And man, they went all out for us. Uh, they'll take care of you. If, if you're going to bring them the, the $2 per head and the business, uh, you know, they, they were offering us some reduced prices on drinks and they had some pool floats that they set out there for us. And they made sure the DJ was, was, uh, you know, playing some really high energy music, but Man, it's so close to the cruise port. It's got the best of everything. If you want to play volleyball, you can. If you want to eat some amazing food, you can. They have a happy hour in the evening. Uh, it's got the pool. It's got the water sports. I just feel like you would go there, and, and knowing what I do know about you, you, you would be able to make a day out of it and, and probably have a little bit of a different mindset. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I want to go now. <laughs> well, let's hop on. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale's flying southwest. Direct flights. <laughs> These damn planes. All right. So I, I listen. That that's right up my alley. I mean, go when they. It was crazy when we went to Coco K. Uh, you know, we did a cruise that actually went there twice on the mm-hmm. uh, on the Royal Caribbean. I believe it was the Mariner of yep. the Seas. And the first day we got there, it was kind of like okay, it was fun. It was a nice day at the pool. This this was. Uh, you may have heard. Did you hear the Mary Kay story? Oh no. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we just literally oh, yeah. booked the wrong cruise. We booked, we, we drove two hours to Orlando, and then for whatever reason, Mary Kay did this partial charter or or set or almost a full charter, I guess. And um, <laughs> they were leaving yeah, literally out of Miami. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, <laughs> that's, that's just, uh, you know, that was a fail, 100%. So, um, I'm definitely going to, reconsider that because those pools you know a lot of fun things happen at the on those at those pool bars okay. and you know the little I've, beach heard, clubs. I've heard your day at, at, at coco k pool and and um, i'll be heading there hopefully in october on on the harmony and uh yeah man i um i i think you'll you'll have a totally different perspective and i'm curious to hear if anyone else who listens to always be booked has been to royal palms and if you've had a, a similar experience as i have but easy to get to two dollar admission fee You'll have great food, great drinks, and, and just uh, you'll be surrounded with really good people. That's awesome, definitely. And it sounds like it's not the place where you're going to be turning down too many Smirnoff Ice when uh, Braxton brings them over <laughs> oh, to no. you. Right? I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. No, that, that's that's the time frame when I'm when I'm not in work mode, and and you know I'll slurp them down on cue. Awesome. All right. So, what else, is there any other ports of call that you have to say are like a must hit? Well, I'm with you, man. I I love St. Thomas. It's one of my absolute favorite favorite places and just that whole you know eastern caribbean itinerary the the tortolas of the world and and getting down to the you know southeastern part of the caribbean is is beautiful um i haven't been to, to coco k yet so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that stop and you know i haven't been down to the, the abcs yet i understand you know you're looking to, to get on an itinerary and head down that way as well uh kind of a bucket list itinerary maybe leave out a san juan on on the freedom or, or something like that I've done the um I've done the ABCs twice. Twice, okay. And uh they're all gorgeous. Uh Aruba is a close second as far as my favorite islands. Yeah. It just so there's so much route there's so much different directions you can go in Aruba. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can go total beach with multiple beaches. Uh, I have not done what they say is the thing to do in Aruba and it, and and then I didn't get it at first, but then I saw a couple of people doing it, but um 
the ATV through because it's Aruba is interesting. It's like a little bit of a desert type of uh, tropical desert, if that even makes sense. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know it's, it's it's a little bit of dry. It's a lot of wind, so there's a lot of dunes and like a lot of um, rock formations and limestone that you can kind of like you know Arakok National Park. You can kind of really get a. It, it's a good vibe, just kind of like scooting around on an ATV out there. And I definitely want to do that next time. Food's really good too. Um, I believe it. I believe you, it. Have you done anything on the West Coast? I've never been on a West Coast cruise, but you know, as I mentioned earlier, like my family, we, we used to travel to Puerto Vallarta all the time, and, and it had been about 12 years since I had gone. But and my girlfriend and I had just gone this past December again on a, a can't-beat deal. Uh, this, the same resort we grew up going to was uh, $450 for, for seven nights, and we had some perks with Southwest and the Companion Pass. We we were able to fly down there for you know close to close to free. But based on the the your your experience with San Juan and, and the things that you love about the the places that are heavy into culture, I think that's a, a can't miss cruise destination if you ever get the opportunity to hop on the the Norwegian Joy or or the Panorama or one of the West Coast cruise itineraries to to get to Puerto Vallarta. Uh, it you know the ship's dock right in the um the marina there which is about a five ten minute taxi ride from the malacan and the malacan is like del rey on steroids i know you enjoy del rey and west palm beach and, and that that quaint but high energy you know bar scene that isn't necessarily south beach miami or, or the fort lauderdale strip but just really really cool uh bars and places to go eat food and people to talk to and street performers and I just think you'd hop off and, and you'd go have a day and, and you'd want to go back for, uh, you know, an extended stay. So that's a that's a port I'd, I'd highly recommend. And, you know, I even when we returned this December, I was like, man, how do I get on a, a West Coast cruise? And and then I look at the logistics of, OK, you got to fly to California. You got to stay a night in, in California, which is going to cost a pretty penny. And by the time you pay the, the, the rates over there, you know, I'm still better off finding my way to Fort Lauderdale or Miami and, and getting on a steal of a deal down there. I'm not going to lie. As I sit here and listen to you talk about it, I think about some of the cruise bucket lists that I do have, and I think you could probably nail down a two-in-one uh, mm-hmm. by doing a, a, a full transit Panama Canal out of out of Florida and then get, let, yep. let them leave you off in, in, uh, in California. That that sounds amazing. And I've, I've been ready for one of those two-weekers or three-weekers even. I haven't been able to convince anyone to, to join me yet, so you, you might have to be the guy who, who – who uh, makes that happen with me? That is not out of the question. We'll grab Bob Dirk and have him come with us. And yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So, a question after as I rapidly approach the thirty cruise mark in my, uh, I guess, uh, consolidated condensed cruise career. Uh, yeah. I, I, I always get the question. Well, what's the what's your favorite cruise line? And you always see in the groups what's the best cruise line? And I always, I always just am. I'm always just curious by the people who say Royal Caribbean, screw Carnival, or Carnival only for me. I won't cruise anything but Norwegian. I'm always kind of like curious at those people. I don't think that's the route you go at all. I think you got a pretty mm-hmm. open mind when it comes to that. But do you have one of the big three that edges out the other other two? No, you're spot on. My mentality is looking for a good deal, and you know my favorite cruise is is the one that I'm I'm stepping foot on, but. I, they do, I do have just a little bit of experience. I, I've got 12 sailings on Norwegian, five sailings on Royal Caribbean, and only one on Carnival. So the sample size is very small. But Which you know, ship on Carnival say, was it? 
It was on the the Sunshine from uh, Charleston on the okay. uh, Carolina Country Music Cruise. Gotcha. So, but what I will say is is all three are amazing. I'm I'm always gonna have a good time on on either one. Uh, Carnival. I love the energy of it. Of course, it was a chartered cruise, so there was a lot of people listening to country music, and and that's right up my alley. Um, we did run into you know our group did run into some of the drink package restrictions there, and and you know some of the the complimentary food. Uh, wasn't on spec in my opinion to where Royal Caribbean is. However, Carnival specialty dining for, you know, $15 a head was unbelievable in my opinion. And then, you know, you look at Royal Caribbean and I just feel like the way that they're positioning their brand, it is the strongest out of the three, um, to each his own. Right. And, and I'm, I'm a value driven cruiser and that's why I have so much experience on Norwegian. I get the most bang for my buck with them. Um, that is for sure my favorite cruise line is Norwegian. I just feel that Royal Caribbean is doing a really good job positioning themselves on social media, in commercials, on advertisement. And like when you step on on board a, a Royal Caribbean ship, at least the you know the the mega ones that I've been on with the Oasis class, is you're never ever ever going to run out of something adventurous. I think that's kind of the word that just really sticks with them is adventurous. I think that Carnival is crushing the word fun and high energy. And then, you know, as you know, for me, I'm the, I'm the value driven cruiser and, and that's where I sit with Norwegian. And that's why I keep going back to them. Um, I haven't really hit any status with Royal Caribbean. That makes sense. But I have been fortunate enough to hit a status with Norwegian that, you know, every time I, I get there, there's a, uh, an expedited line. There's a, a, a certain um, concierge that like specifically helps out. With, with people of this status and then the coolest thing is they give you two nights specially dining for free for two people so you know you step right on board even if you don't have the package you can still go do teppanyaki and, and cagneys without having to pay any extra but i mean man put put me on any ship and i'm gonna make the most of it i, I think it's all about who you're cruising with and you can make the most of, of any experience of any ship that you're on uh as long as you're traveling with, with people that know how to have a good time and are, and are there to have uh, you know, positive outlook on, on it. I like everything you just said. I, I, I guess maybe the only area I would challenge you on is I think the carnival, I don't think you've been on a carnival cruise. I don't think, you. Yeah. I don't think you've been on an actual carnival cruise. I've been on the, I've been on a, a full charter, a country music cruise and the cruise lines, I guess, fingerprints are really not on those you know what i mean yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's really just like the whole atmosphere they're kind of like turning it over to like you know the whatever the, the company that you're that the, that is doing the charter they basically get out of the way and let them kind of run the whole thing yeah. um, i don't know what the deal was with the food but with carnival as far as the complimentary food goes that's like one of the if not the biggest reason that that I like them, it's probably not the biggest, maybe the second or third, but the fact that you can get a guy's burger, a blue iguana cantina, pizza yep. anywhere, it's definitely the best pizza at sea. That carnival deli that they have where you can kind of just get, get the uh, turkey paninis or re regular oh, cold yeah. cut sandwiches, uh, the tandoor. Uh, to me, the, 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 the complimentary food, on carnival and even if the the paid food you know what i mean the seafood right. shack you get you gotta pay a little bit for that but i mean there's no i should have clarified for sure because all those things are spot on guys burger i think i had two a day and uh it was more the the dine the the oh this the, the dinner experience dining okay 
yeah. yeah, that was the only thing. And it could have been because it was the group charter. Uh, we felt like there was less attention on us than on a Royal or, or on a Norwegian. But I agree with you. And you've said this in the past, like Norwegian needs to get a, a brand name for their, their burger station and for their, their pizza station. They need to have more of that presence like Carnival does because they're not even playing in the same ball game as a guy's burger or as a burrito or, or as the pizza at the back of the, you know, the back of the ship at, on Carnival. Yeah, I'm it, right with you on that. There's nothing stopping them. It's something that that's fully created. Yep. You know, uh, well, I mean, Guy's Burger obviously is a brand, but Blue Iguana Cantina has become a legendary food item at sea, and they right. pulled that concept out of their ass. Like, it's not like yep. they've, you know, it's not like they had to pay any licensing fees for it or any other charges or bring them on to train their staff. They just kind of made it up and went for it. It's a freaking burger. Norwegian, get it's creative. Yeah, too. come up yep. with something i mean norwegian that's the worst burger at sea you just see the patties laying there and the non-melted cheese sitting on top and like you know rows like dozen at a time but um i got you that makes sense the royal caribbean thing for me is i i don't disagree with you as far as you're talking from a business standpoint and kind of being a fan of just like the economics of it um i i agree that they're tight their whole entire experience is pretty consistent across the board and you know what you're going to get with um Mm -hmm. You know, across across their fleet, you know what you're going to get with Royal Caribbean. But that's almost the same complaint, at least what I have been having. You know what I mean? Maybe being out of Florida, there's been, you know, recently they kind of dedicated their uh, mid to larger size ships on these little getaway sailings. So yep. I've had a lot of exposure to them. And with the whole kind of like, I guess repurposing a lot of those ships refurbishing those ships and doing shorter runs that creates more inventory so that drives the price down a little bit so that's where i found myself on the navigators and the and the mariners and uh you know before that i was on the freedom it's the only it there is a little bit of a um feeling to me that they're not really dedicated to post let's say 10 o'clock fun as much as the other two and and it's just kind of like cookie cutter to be honest with you a little bit like lately now if i get away from royal caribbean for my next two or three cruises i'll probably be you want to go back yeah i want to go back but after being on a couple in a row you know exactly where you're going you know where the you know the the cafe promenade is you know where the english pub is and then you're going upstairs it's it's kind of like just okay back of the ship johnny rockets up and outside you know i i like that um I, li- I like a little bit of the the variety and the little surprise around every corner for the lack uncertainty. Of yeah, the uncertainty yeah. that you find on on a carnivore or a Norwegian. I I totally agree with that, and that's why it's such like a, a fun debate. But there is no right answer, is because they're all three doing great. Uh, you know, hopefully they they all recover from this and, and come back stronger than ever. But it's just get get on get on a ship with the right people and and you're gonna have a good time there's just no questions asked about that that is a hundred percent the biggest thing and i would just say just try try any carnival i mean like i said Do you have you, a recommendation for for one that you know you, you, I'm, I'm a i'm a definitely a bigger ship guy yeah you know i i like the the oasis class i like the larger that the epic and the escape and and that class of of norwegian would you want you know would you put me on a, on a vista class ship with carnival or where would you you know direct me if you you know if you're going i think if you're going with a couple you know what i mean if you're going with a couple or 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 some family members or you know just as as a you know boyfriend girlfriend type thing i would definitely put you on a vista class ship uh because it has it has it all it has everything it's almost like a carnival but uh would you say like a little bit more refined upscale carnival 
experience than you'd be used to, which it would be tough for you because you don't necessarily have a whole lot to compare it to. Right. But if you're looking to kind of really have a little bit of energy, if you're looking for value, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about my earlier days when I assaulted mm-hmm. the fantasy classes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you. Aside from not <laughs> having the F pool, they know how to make those ships crank, man. I, I hate yeah. to say it. I hate – I. A absolute freaking blast. My one and only experience in the Carnival Paradise. I had the time of my life. But there is just a Carnival experience in general that I have no problem saying the other two cruise lines don't do. Like yeah. when you go on that cruise, first day you're going to know who the cruise director is and you're going to know them throughout the whole cruise. There's clearly a premium placed on setting them three day free. They do that through the, the position, the entertainment director, to where right. most cruise lines have to – most cruise directors have to be bogged down with a lot of administration duties right. uh, and, and, you know, writing up the fun times or writing up the cruise compass or whatever it is, you know, they take a lot of, of those back end duties away from the cruise director so that they can really be out there shaking hands, throwing the party. And, um, it's phenomenal. And, and just the name brand stuff like Carnival introduced these IPAs. Like, even if they have like the yep. newer ships have breweries Red on Trump. board. Yeah, but even if they don't have the brewery on board, they have the canned version of the parched pig or the um, you know, right. the thirsty turtle or whatever it is, and they're really good. That brings a little bit of a nuance to it. The atrium parties, these cruise directors, I think like a lot of times in Royal Caribbean and and, and Norwegian, the cruise director is based on um how well they do with the quest or those scavenger hunts with Carnival. I've really seen what they do with the music. Is it name? They do a name that tune party mm-hmm. in the atrium on on like one of the final nights, and that is just a, a over the top experience, man. And and most of them, you know, the the charity drive for group for St Jude on a sea day, you'll be kind of hanging out, minding your own business on a on a sea day on the on the pool deck, and out of yep. nowhere there'll be this raging party where the cruise director is getting unsuspecting guests to do things that they never thought they would. All in the name of like trying to drive money for this charity. I'm actually getting a little excited. I got to calm down. I'm getting a little excited talking about a carnival. You are. I got to get fired up. But and th- so those are some. I think something I need to be better. At. I need to change my perspective on associating large cruise ships that hold a lot of people with more fun more energy because that's not always the case right i always feel like if i'm on an oasis class ship and it holds five or six thousand people i'm more likely to find people that are like-minded to me and and want that same energy but from what i've heard you know you talking over the last year is that's not always the case sometimes the smaller ships are the ones that that you meet the people who are in the same boat as you are yeah yeah And, and and you'll never catch me turning down an Oasis class ship only because being a cruise geek, uh, you're going to geek out over the structural wonderment of what you're walking around with. And just being on that thing is just, are you kidding me? I mean, the central park experience having dinner is like you literally, if you don't just kind of like keep keep perspective, you'll forget you're on a cruise ship because it's that impressive. But yeah, I do, you know, I do kind of, um, you know, for what I look for when I cruise the the electrical charge that gets shot throughout the ship yep. is not there as much. You know what I mean? I really, I mean, be doing what I do for a living, I would have that boardwalk lit up every night with live music and having right. it, having it be fun and things like that. But you know, I'm not here to knock it. It's 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 a, it's a great ship. But back to your original question, I wonder because some of the Carnival cruise ships that I have absolutely had a blast on. If it was anything, I was like, you know, I wish it was maybe a little bit bigger. 
And then when I did do the Vista class ship, I was like, you know, this is a really nice, really big ship with all these bells and whistles, but it's almost like the Oasis class feel where, you know, it feels like everybody's kind of all over the place and the electrical charge isn't through there. Um, so that's why I'm excited to try a dream class ship. So, and that's what this next group cruise is going to be. So I'm thinking, a, a, you know, a 3,000 plus passenger carnival ship that is new to the point where it's just just a little bit less new than the Vista class and a little bit nicer mm-hmm. and newer than, you know, the Splendor or the uh, Freedom class or any, anything like that. So I'm uh, I'm pumped about getting on one of those. But I would say any Carnival ship, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, the Fantasy class might not yeah. be the one I would drive you towards if you're trying to really get a full Carnival experience. But anything upwards from there, I would say, you know, just jump on one and, and, and get that real carnival experience. All right. So one thing that I, I got to be honest with you, I haven't really experienced and I've kind of had a little bit of exposure to it because people that I've ended up meeting on cruise ships had like this really, uh, you know, these upgrades happen. Let's be honest. So yep. like the whole yep. ship within a ship experience, let's most, most notably the Haven on like n- n- Norwegian cruise. Have you ever had any, uh, experience staying in the Haven? I would imagine you probably would based on anybody who walks in and says they can uh, put 528 people <laughs> on a cruise ship. I would imagine some velvet ropes do part for you. Is that is that not true? And that that is correct. And and I mean, that is the only reason that I, I have stayed in the Haven before. I've been fortunate enough with these group cruises and, and not having, you know, made any, any money from them. And I, I'm not a travel agent, so I'm not able to take advantage of any benefits like that from organizing them, but they, they do, they do work out a, a credit deal and a credit system. And, you know, I typically take care of my, my closest friends on the credit and make sure that they're getting heavily discounted. But I mean, when there's 500 kids on the ship, there's definitely some extra credit floating around. So I, I was fortunate enough on the Epic twice and, and on the Norwegian escape once to upgrade to a, to a Haven room. And, you know, I, I come from a pretty modest background and, and, and um, you know, a pretty humble, humble background. Don't don't uh, expect things like that too often. Don't typically get to travel like that. I mean, I'm the interior cabin guy who if I can bid 50 bucks and get upgraded to a balcony, I'm running around screaming with joy. But uh, no, we you know, my girlfriend and I, we've had we've had three sailings in the Haven and it, and it is a different experience and it really is uh they they take care of you hand and foot from the second that your cab or your bus drops you off at the port to the second that you're getting back to your car at the end of the five or seven day cruise however however long you're going to be there um it, it, it it's it's something special and and for people who want to experience it uh i i don't know how to quantify whether or not it, it's worth the money or not because you know i i've been fortunate to not have to to shell out that much i i do understand that it can be four to five times the cost of a regular cruise uh you know knowing the guy that i am i'm going to take five more sailings over the haven all day long uh for, for that level of money but man it, it really is cool it really was a special time you know you, you have a butler who if you want a hundred green m&ms he'll bring you a hundred green m&ms and i'm not saying that we did that because wow. that's a little bit crazy but that, that's what they tell you when they walk in and uh, if, if you want certain things to be uh, certain ways in your room or certain food or beverages, um, you know, they've got the butlers, they've got specific, you know, specific concierges right there. Um, what I really did enjoy about it was uh, the, the, the pool was never crowded. So if you need to take a dip, 
uh, you can get in there with, without having any issues. If you need to find a pool chair and you really just need like an hour or two break from a lot of the, the spring break volume of noise that we had going on, you know, we were able to decompress. Um, on some of the ships, they have like a, a posh, uh, a, you know, day club and um, a vi- they call it vibe on the newer ships now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're given access with the Haven. That, that was one of my favorite parts about it was being able to have that, um, you know, private access bar right there that was easy to access off of the pool deck. So you wouldn't have to wait in line ever find a chair. Um, you know, that's something that on, I did a back-to-back sailing last year, the first five day cruise, we were in the Haven, the second seven day sailing, I was in a, a balcony. Um, you can go and buy a posh pass. And a lot of people don't, don't know about this, but if you're the first 50 to 200 people on the ship that go up to the um, you know, the, the main, the main deck and request a, a posh wristband, you can get one. Uh, the price varies and to my understanding, but on our seven day cruise, you know, I was able to purchase one for $60 and that was well wow. worth it for me for, for the seven day sailing. So I got one for my roommate as well for, for that cruise. And I didn't feel like I needed the Haven. You know, I had the balcony cabin that week. I had the access to the things that I loved about the Haven uh, without having to, you know, pay that Haven price or, or be fully immersed into that um, scenery. But, you know, the, the restaurant's phenomenal. I would say that Norwegian specialty dining is, is still probably a slight notch above the Haven restaurant. And that was just from eating there twice. So, again, small sample size. But it's really do your research. Uh, the rooms are beautiful. That's for sure. I, I don't spend a lot of time in there. I'm just in there to, you know, use the restroom, take a shower and, and, and rest my head. But if you think you're going to spend a lot of time on your balcony or, or in your room, uh, the rooms are definitely, you know, three to, to even 10 times the size of a typical interior cabin. But but do your research. Look for the deals. Uh, one of the ways that we, we did get into a haven in 2018 was I was booked into a balcony. And then I just made a, a, a pretty, pretty small bid. I think it was like four hundred dollars per person to just try to get a spa um, uh, haven room. And it was accepted. And so for $800, I felt like that was worth it uh, to be able to have access to those extra amenities. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's something it's something to try. Again, I would take four or five individual sailings over over one sailing in it. But, you know, it was really it, it was really humbling to be able to see that, you know, that level of, of, of cruising and that it does exist. And, you know, it, it, it's it is really good for some people. So uh, it's just to each his own for sure. Well, that makes sense. And, you know, you say you're value driven and that doesn't necessarily mean cheap. You're going to enjoy the finer things if, if you get a little uh, if you get a good value out of them. And it's, it sounds like, you know, they should. And it sounds like good kudos to Norwegian for, you know, taking care of you in some of those in- instances. And mm-hmm. so I guess my question would be like, while it is a little bit of a splurge, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Norwegian does bend over backwards to make that splurge worthwhile, right? That, that's absolutely right. They do they do a phenomenal job, and you know, had had the had, had I had the means to to have that that money, I would not be disappointed with the experience at all. It, it would have been well worth you know that that level of of um, you know what what you had to pay to to be up there, and and I mean, it was cool. If you're gonna splurge you know, you're not going to be disappointed. That That's for sure. Makes sense. Well, I'll be honest, this has gone longer than I expected, <laughs> and I really do appreciate it. I've been having a great time uh, chatting with you about all things cruising and some other stuff, but I did want to touch on something and kind of the reason we became on each other's radar. And I know you, I know you listen to the show, Austin, but Austin is uh, – 
I guess, a founder of this company called Kanga. And he was actually on Shark Tank. And you guys, uh, again, not knowing a whole bunch about your business profile or whatever, I guess these guys got together. They they, they came up with an idea for a, a cool and easy way to transport beer while retaining its cold temperature and uh, a nice alternative to some of the stuff that's been out there for 100 years. And I got to tell you guys, you guys have to go and check this out. And we'll I guess we'll post it. I'll po- post a link in the Always Be Booked cruisers ultra lounge on facebook and you'll be able to see austin and uh yeah it, the, the kid's pretty smooth i'm not gonna lie to you he's he's good and, <laughs> and what you guys you guys uh, struck a deal with uh mark cuban right yeah we did yeah it, all right uh, so first let's just if you don't mind doing a little elevator speech on the company what do you guys do no i'm i'm, I'm happy to so in 2017 and in, in uh march we we're uh, all on a group class project and we were supposed to find a, a solution to a problem that we face on a regular basis. And, you know, as seniors in, in college, we were regularly faced with drinking warm beer. You know, the tailgate scene's very large at, at Clemson and at other big uh, schools around the country. And we felt like whenever we were tailgating, we had two options. Option one was to go to the convenience store, buy a cold 12 pack and just walk around with it. And in a matter of 30, 45 minutes, you know, it, it would be warm. We're talking 70, 80 degree game days. Option two was we all have these huge three, $400 bulky coolers that we love and it'll keep ice cold for two weeks, but we only needed it cold for the four to five hours that we were going to be running around on game day. So that was the option two that just didn't really make a lot of practical sense. So, you know, my partner, Logan, he, uh, had the idea of, of a koozie like you would have for a can, but invent a koozie that would go around the entire case of, of beer or soda. So basically keep cold beverages cold for the length that you're actually going to be consuming them. And our, our professor ended up giving us a C on the project. <laughs> and we used that as a little bit of motivation to uh, you know, find a way to make this work, get a prototype, start a Kickstarter campaign, generate a little bit of money. Uh, you know, drive down to Atlanta and do a, a live audition for Shark Tank. Not not really thinking anything would come of it, but you know, we were super fortunate to move through the, the vetting process pretty quick. And uh, we got to fly out to L.A., uh, you know, on, on ABC's budget. And none of us had ever been to California before. And uh, we got to film in front of the Sharks for about 30 minutes. And then they chopped it down to a, a seven minute segment. And, you know, we were we we're very lucky to um, secure investment from Mark Cuban and and make it on national TV and that that's when the company you know kind of changed from a, a class project and a hobby to hey you know we we may have something here we, we may have something that can you know uh, 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 turn into a real a real product and a real company and and you know over the last two and a half three years uh, we've expanded the team to you know eight nine guys and a couple interns and uh, we work out of Greenville South Carolina and and yeah we're selling koozies for cases of beer uh in various sizes 6 12 24 and we've got a 15 and 30 pack coming and a couple other innovations on the horizon but you know i heard you on the patreon the other day and i really appreciate you giving us that shout out i showed the whole team but i mean you're spot on man we we we're hustling and we're living the american dream and we pay ourselves next to nothing you know as long as we can keep the lights on and and have a cup of ramen each day we're we're gonna move forward and man we're just we're, we're really we're, we're learning and breaking things and 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 enjoying ourselves and it's just been a 
it's been a cool experience and it's similar like you know i, I was i'm new to you I, i've i've been listening for about a year but i know you've been doing this for much longer but just seeing your growth over a year is something super cool to reflect on right and, and we feel the same here it's just it, it, it's it's really fun to see something that started as nothing and now it's tangible and now there's people you know across the country using our product and uh man it's just this this, this is what it's all about is is keeping you know your, your head down and and working hard and man i guess just it's it's cool to be talking to you about it too because i know you understand you know what it, what it takes to to get to a certain level and, and level of hard work and man it's just uh it, it's it's been a blessing for sure yeah and doing it something that doing it uh around something you're passionate about you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're not having to, you know it's never going to be a nine to five as long as you're doing it so you know something that you love but what so ba- backing up the shark tank experience i don't know what you can and can't talk about this so once yep. you guys cut that deal i'm sure like i always wondered like you know there's not a lot of <laughs> due diligence that goes on when these guys are and these girls on shark tank are, are are buying these companies so i'm sure they had to look into you a little bit after that and like really kind of like i guess look into some things before before it comes official official but once it does is he is does he remain involved at all or yeah, no, there, there's totally involvement. And I mean, the, the the level of NDAs that we've had to sign are probably putting my grandchildren at risk. And, I, I you know, I'm 25, so that'll explain how how serious they, they are. But, I mean, where we really are seeing the, the ongoing benefit from the Shark Tank experience is that the TV show itself. It is those reruns that we get maybe once every month or every two months. And the... the you know, slight credibility that, that it gives you. And sometimes you have super fans who, um, you know, see you on the show and, and they want to support your brand because of that. And, uh, I mean, we were very fortunate to study our butts off. We knew what we were going to do when we went in there. We knew what we were willing to accept and negotiate with. And, and we knew how to answer the questions because we, you know, we we pulled all nighters to make sure we were prepared. And and there's no such thing as being overprepared because, you know, we, we felt like we, even left some on the table and not being able to answer more questions that we were ready for. But uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone, I think just what it would go to show is like, if anyone really has a good idea out there and, and like you do and, and, and they have doubt in their mind, like we all did, we just walked up to this shark tank audition in Atlanta and there was 500 other companies trying out and 40,000 companies try out every year and they only select a hundred. And, you know, we had no idea that, that, that we were going to get picked. And it's just kind of like having that, that mentality to, to keep going. And, and, you know, that, that's like what I want from you too. And I'm like, I know that's what you're doing. And that's why, that's why I became a, a you know, a Patreon super cone a couple months ago was cause you like, you've been really, really like staying true to your word and, and putting in that daily hustle. And I love seeing the YouTube getting up and going now too. <laughs> and I love seeing, you know, you're getting creative with the different ways that you can reach people and, and, Man, that's what this is all about. Yeah, I mean, we're trying, but I well, I, I appreciate all those words. That really means a lot to hear you say that. But I mean, what you, you guys, it's not a shocker that you guys got picked. It's it's not a shocker that you guys got a deal. I mean, when you say you can't be over prepared, that's a great takeaway from this whole thing. You really can't, and uh, it's not just about preparing. You'd probably agree, Austin. I don't know because there is, you know, being a sports guy and and things like that, there is a thing about, you know, uh, do you nail that moment? You know what I mean? Because you could Mm -hmm. be as prepared as you possibly want to, but then you're on that stage in front of like, can you, I mean, just boggles my mind to think about, you know, you're face to face with just 
let's just call it lots of money. Like you're head to head with them and yeah. and you have to just kind of stand in there and just nail the pitch. And you yeah. guys nailed the pitch. Was there any apprehension or nervousness going into that? Or you guys just had that swagger where, you know what, we got it. This is what we do. We're going to just do it. And it's us and we can't fail. Well, you're spot on. I mean, execution is everything and, and being overprepared is extremely important in that. What we actually did is we asked one of our mentors to organize a mini shark tank with very successful entrepreneurs in the state of South Carolina to basically sit on a panel and roast us for two hours. So the week before we flew to LA, we did this mini shark tank with these multimillionaires and, and probably somewhere even, even worth more than that, that listened to our pitch, asked us questions and just annihilated us. And from that experience, which we didn't do so great at. I mean, we felt like they were asking really tough questions. We had to get our shit together. We took what we learned from that and we were able to execute, you know, at, at the high level, which is Shark Tank. But it came back to us a week earlier just getting absolutely torn to pieces. Oh man. So <laughs> that that's kinda that's kind of the important, you know, takeaway from from that. But uh no man, I, I'll be happy to share the the link if, if anyone wants to watch it we're a bunch of goofballs so yeah well you, know, let, I, you, you, you want to call yourself goofballs but let's just say i mean these got they got the look they got the whole swagger the college vibe the mentality you know what i mean it's they got that all there and you know what you could say and this is not like a business show this is not a motivational speaking show this is not that type of show it's a cruise show but i i do i do think that's a little bit of a takeaway that people can can get you know these guys kind of like came in you know, with a lot of it, and they could kind of like, you know what I mean? He could, pro Austin probably can freaking just book group cruises for the rest of his life and be fine. But then to hear what what he did and just to listen to that and the fact that, you know what, we got on Shark Tank. You know how many people would just be like, yeah, man, we got a shot at Shark Tank. And then they'd be like, let's go do it. To, to, to hear what you just said and the fact that you, you know, lined up a bunch of people with money and realized that there is another level of hustle that has to go into this. If you want it this bad and you really, really want to nail it, you have to challenge yourself. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations so that when the real, you know, in sports too, like the practices, it's a stress test. It's supposed to be made to be harder than the game so that you are so ready and you're working off muscle memory that you have no it's 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 already it's it's already written in the stars that you are going to nail it it's just a matter of the people who are on the other side are they going to feel the you know are they going to get it you know what i mean the sharks going to get it and the fact that you guys went through all that and prepared at that level i'm not going to lie to you that's inspirational that's that that, that inspires me well, man, I, I really appreciate the, those kind words. And I mean, that's that's what it's, it's all about is people are investing in people. And, you know, I believe we have a really, really great product. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that they were all on board for in, investing in, in us. And, you know, and, and that's that's the same same why we're everyone's invested in you and, and continues to. So, yeah, man, it's. And the last thing, the last thing I'll say, no, I appreciate that a lot, Austin. Really, I, I, I'll say my freaking friend Johnston, who's like from my other industry with bars and restaurants, and you know, for, for like. I don't know, for like maybe two months, he's been like, you know, and he's he's old like me, you know, he's pushing 50, and he's like, you got to check this TikTok stuff out. You got to get on. I'm like, I'm not getting on TikTok. What are you talking about? 
TikTok. I'm 45 years old. I'm going to start a TikTok account. And he's like, no, you don't get it. There's people on there in the cruising space. You could type in cruise, hashtag cruise or whatever. And there's people who do things. Because I thought it was all just about like, I thought TikTok was just nothing but you got to do these trends and these dances and these highly produced whatevers. But um, I saw you guys on, on, you guys are on TikTok and the presence you have on TikTok, you nail that too. And it's, it's this kind of like, I guess, slick i know you guys aren't professional filmmakers i'm sure but tiktok is like a very um user-friendly app that lets you kind of come with a, a lot of production and a lot of that a lot of the stuff that you do is marketing but entertainment is that like a focus of your uh of your presence on tiktok that that that's exactly right man T- tiktok was originally supposed to just be for for fun and then we had one that went pretty viral and we had like 2000 more clicks on our website that day. And we were all like, Oh man, this thing, this thing is, this thing is real and it can really put eyeballs on your brand. So we started a challenge where we broke up into teams of two and everyone was required to post four TikToks a week or else they were going to have to have rock a mustache for the month of May, <laughs> which is why I have a mustache right now. And because I wasn't one of the winners of the original contest. And so we, we use it to really, it's fun, but it, it's serious. I mean, we, try to draw up some funny skits and you know i know i got roasted on the patreon for not executing one of the skits that was that was very well done from <laughs> um you know my buddy teddy and and yeah i mean it's important i i, I like seeing you on it too you gotta you gotta double down on it i know you can yeah i gotta go in a little bit more on it I know you can. But I really, really appreciate you coming on the show, Austin. I appreciate your support and all your kind words. And uh, Give me one more. Give me one more. I need, I need, I need to hear your pitch on, on a group of 21 to 26, 27-year-olds on getting on the, the group cruise number two or number three. And do we have the, the energy to keep up with you guys? Is it going to be a good fit? Because I really want to push you know, my group of friends to – to jump on board one of these two cruises that you're organizing listen man i'm not gonna lie to you yes it it absolutely will be a worthwhile experience you'll you'll have the time of your life this is my pitch to you and your friends you get on this cruise you'll be at the pool deck you'll be having your drinks and watching us old people trying to be cool and have fun on a cruise and get drunk will be some of the best entertainment you've ever had I'm sold. I'm sold. I think I think it would be a hilariously just fun and energetic dynamic if if we had you know people who are as passionate as you guys on cruising and just mix the mix the ages and and mix the mentalities. But you know everyone's still there with the with the mission to have a damn good time. Yeah, we don't play around, man. Listen, you know there's there's people who are you know of a certain age like like us or myself or whatever. But then there's people who are that are regular, but then there's us who are, well, I am in the nightclub business and I am no stranger to still to this day, uh, whether it's good or bad or I should be proud of it or whatever. I, I'm, there's no stranger to a night that lasts well into the five, six in the morning type of, uh, you know, in those, those uncharted waters. And it does happen. You want to call it is what it is. Uh, it's just the life I've chosen. It's where I am, whether it's appropriate or not. But I, the one thing I say is, you know, one of the, I have a few like basic rules to cruising and they're all kind of based around not having rules but one of them is just never try to predict a cruise so you put a yep. bunch of good people together on a cruise ship with some booze some good food and some 
beautiful destinations, you're just not going to go wrong. And that's the only, that's the best way I could say it, man. I would love to have you guys on. Let me know. I'm sure you guys would breathe a whole new uh, ball of energy into the cruise, I'm sure. And I wouldn't blame you at all. You know what? You'd probably want to, all right, let's get away from the old people for a little while, do our own thing. That's the beautiful part of it, too. You come and go and choose your own involvement. You guys, I mean, again, again it's a cruise. Of course, you're going to have a blast. You're exactly right, man. No, we'll uh, we'll have to make something work. I'll be calling you in the coming weeks to to book a, a significant group of people. So beautiful. Tell me where they uh, tell everybody where they could find you. So our our Instagram is is Kanga Coolers. It's it's like kangaroo without the roo, the roo. So it's K A N G A Coolers, and that's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, my personal account. My name's Austin Maxwell. If you guys want to friend me on Facebook, I'm in the group. Um, I'm sure we'll be posting a little bit more often now that we're we're you know truly initiated as as a guest on on the podcast and you know it's 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 a big honor to be talking cruising with with one of the cruising legends out there so <laughs> man we're excited Austin thanks for coming on man you got it see you Tommy So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was my chat with Austin this morning. I thought it was great. I I really, really enjoyed it. Sounds like Austin and his friends have kind of figured this whole life thing out, huh? Not a bad run they're having. Kind of working hard, but having fun. Burning the candle on both ends. Uh, A lot of cruises under their belt. A lot more cruises in their future. And we're going to see where this... I'm really, really excited to see where this whole Kanga Coolers goes. I'm sure, you know... You know... They say buy low, sell high, right? You know, if you if Austin and his crew are a stock, man, that's where my money's going. Not that I got a whole lot of it, but uh, he just seems like a guy that you know. I I would I would based on what you heard and based on his attitude and his just let's just call it what it is, flat out talent, and you could tell his ability to communicate and all that stuff. I would absolutely put my money on him and his crew and the people here he's rolling with and here it always be booked austin we wish you the absolute best of luck all you guys man for real thanks for coming on uh big time by the way yes again please check out the always be booked cruises ultra lounge on facebook uh i'm gonna put a link to his shark tank pitch in that group and i would love if you guys followed him uh wherever he is you know he he, he mapped that out before but if you're on tiktok check him out definitely let him know always be booked sent you and you heard him because he's in man he's part of the family he come he, he was on the live streams when we do those again he shows up on the live streams he's an active participant hopefully he doesn't get too big for us one day but uh yeah always be booked cruises ultra lounge on facebook always be booked on instagram the youtube channel is always be booked and if you want that extra show a week for five dollars it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked you guys are the best boat drinks cones there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away i love your big problems you could worries you could drop them in the blue ocean but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from take one part sand one part sea and one part shade of a nine-nine tree and the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and i know this is the place for me get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy,
perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from